0: Hello oh, friends, welcome to Village it's for Christ from Nuts of Jesus and just saying nuts. It's um it's uh, August twenty sixth, uh, Thursday. Go home tomorrow. Want to get one last teaching in for the week before I went home. Oh, uh, by the way, if you just says just this is just a quick commercial. If you haven't seen Tucker Carlson's The End of Australia, the little ten minute blurb he does, you can see it on YouTube. You need to see that. You wanna see what can happen to a country filled with fear where they let their government get out of control that should give you, that should give you pause. Australia has become a totalitarian country. And uh, I'm only saying this because we need to, in this country, with all that they want to do, um, we we need to be aware of what could happen. And I don't think the Australian people and us are similar in this. I think we will stand up. But again, I encourage you to watch that Tucker Carlson. It's, it's, it's sorrowful and shocking. Australia is such a beautiful country and a really free country at one time. And They've just let it all slip away and let their government just do whatever they want to do. So sad. You know what? Fear. That's why God says again and again and again in the Bible, fear not, fear not, fear not. Do not fear the one who can kill a body and do more, no more. Fear the one who can throw body and soul into hell. Fear not. Wow. So much fear. So much fear. So much fear. Let fear go. Let fear go. Do not hold on to fear. Amen. So, there's my little commercial. <laughs> I saw it. And I was so impressed by it. I wanted to share it with you guys. Tucker Carlson, the end of Australia. It will. It's pretty shocking, pretty sorrowful. Be praying for those folks. They definitely need it. They, that country is in deep trouble. Uh, verse chapter 5 in Ephesians. I think we have two chapters. 5 and 6. Uh, I don't imagine we're going to finish 5 today because... I can't get through this book It's killing me It's a little tiny Six chapter book And I can't get through the thing It's so amazing But we'll see how far we get Be imitators of God Therefore as dearly loved children And live a life of love Just as Christ loved us And gave himself up for us As a fragrant offering And sacrifice to God 1 and verse 1 and 2 Don't you love that? Be imitators of God God is merciful Be merciful God is long suffering Be long suffering God is patient Be patient God is forgiving Be forgiving just look at the attributes of God. Check out the fruit of the spirit list in Galatians 5. Be imitators of those things. Those are the things we should be striving for. None of us are going to become like God. God's perfect. We're not. But imitate what you see in God. Imitate those things. Those things are worth imitating. There you go. Therefore, as dearly loved children, we're dearly loved by by who? By God. That God should, He loves us so much, it should be just a total pleasure to imitate Him. You know, like, you know, like, say the old saying, like, Father, like, Son? That's how it should be. Like God, like His children. You know? When people look at us, they should be able to see that reflection of God, can, because we we're so, we're so imitate Him, that whole reflection of even our personality and our makeup of who we are in our hearts is all God. Beautiful stuff. Amen. And live a life of love. Now that's, what do you say about that just live a life full of love what a beautiful idea just as christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to god we're supposed to love each other husbands love your wives the way christ loved the church and gave himself up for it a greater love has no man and one lays down his life for his friends we're supposed to love like that because christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering what the aroma of what he went through spiritually to God was beautifully fragrant. The love that came out of Jesus on the cross, the love that came out of his resurrection, the love was fragrant to God, was beautiful smelling to God. The redemption smelled wonderful. I like the, 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 the board picture there for, uh, uh, um, gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. And that a beautiful word picking? His offering on the cross was a fragrant offering, like the incense. Like we read about in Revelation. The incense on chapter 8, the incense go, uh, and the prayers of the saints go up together before God. Our incense, our prayers are mixed with the incense of God, and it goes up, and it's a pleasing aroma in his nostrils. Christ, what Christ did on the cross was a pleasing aroma to God because of the love. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. But among you, there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. This is a sorrowful verse. Not, it shouldn't even be a hint of sexual immorality. So many, and they've done the stats, and I don't know what they are at the time head, how many pastors are addicted to porn, how many people are addicted to porn. Porn has just run roughshod through the culture since the 1950s, since Hugh Hefter in 1953 when he started Playboy magazine, and 20 short, laters, 20 short years later we had abortion. That's the end result of sexual morality, abortion, the murder of unborn children. It goes from it goes from all this, oh, let's just be free and live a life like we want to live and, and have freedom and stuff, to the murder of the unborn. That's where that road ends. That road ends in abortion heavy man and uh, or any kind of impurity or greed uh, because these aren't proper for god's holy people man again there are certain things we just shouldn't touch we shouldn't entertain and none of us is perfect all of us are going to struggle in some of these areas you know? but but again strive again that's part of imitating god god has nothing to do with sexual morality greed impurity he has nothing to do. As you imitate God, you're going to get more and more away from these things. More and more. That imitation of God is going to bleed into your whole life and change your character and your nature. Isn't that beautiful? Amen. Nor should there be any obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which out of place, but rather thanksgiving. I'm me and my friend Mark, we're so guilty of this. and I'm, I'm not trying to uncover Mark here. because we, we, But we kid around all the time. and But it's just the two of us kidding around and i sometimes wonder about this verse are we violating this verse the coarse joking thing maybe but and it, it you know but again we're just we're just a couple of goofballs having fun at night and god knows our heart on these things he does but there we god's holding us to a not a legalistic standard that we beat each other to death with but he's holding us to 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 to, to be on higher ground to be in a better place and again but uh see Foolish talk, crochet, which are out of place, but rather Thanksgiving. Again, I, I'm 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 a joker. I love joking. I love kidding. I don't do practical jokes, but I love joking and kidding and having fun. And um, that's just my personality. And me and my friend—that's that's my friend Mark's personality too. We just dudes a constant back and forth at each other all the time. And so I don't know if that's what he means here. I don't know if this is like public, where you're in public and you have foolish stuff, you have obscenities. If you're, and let's just say this is in public. You know, you don't want coarse joking in front of unbelievers. You don't want obscenity in front of unbelievers. You don't want foolish talk in front of unbelievers because why? It's a bad witness for Christ. Let's go in that direction. I'm not trying to let me and Mark off the hook. We do need to work on this. But we're just having so much fun in Jesus. <laughs> That's what, what, what can I say? So again... No legalism here, I don't want you to get caught up in that But, but uh, you, you can examine yourself We all have areas, don't feel bad If you see area that you really need to tweak Or you don't need to tweak, don't feel bad you no, know, we all need to tweak somewhere. We're all we're all tweakers. <laughs> we all need to be tweakers. You know, the Holy Spirit helps us to tweak a little to the left, turn that screw a little bit tighter. There, there you go, fix that over there. The Holy Spirit's always you know honing and perfecting us. So be of good cheer, God. This isn't God's not asking you to do any of this outside the Holy Spirit. None of it at all. Amen. Um, For for this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, greedy person, such a man as an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things God wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore do not be partners with them. Man, the judgment of God is real, man. Now again, Romans 7, you struggle with your flesh. And God knows the difference. You know, there's people this is where entered um this is where grace has a license to sin gets really heavy here because some people look at their salvation is it's a free ticket to sin i'm not making this up you know some people don't believe i mean without the lordship of christ some people they go to they go to church they get convicted they go down they pray at the they pray at the altar one prayer and that's their christian experience then they go out and live like the devil and they do whatever they want to do under the guise of grace. It doesn't work that way. Jesus has to be the Lord of your life. If he isn't your Lord, he's not your Savior. There is no fire insurance policy in the kingdom of God. The Lordship of Christ is salvational. Read Romans 10. This is not a game. And if you if, if you are submitting to the Lordship of Christ, you won't be immoral, impure, or greedy. And, and you you will inherit the kingdom. Again, not that you won't, you know, if you were once a greedy person, greed might try and sneak in on there. But God's talking about the overall condition of your heart here. It's the overall condition of your heart, immorality, impurity, or greed. And, and again, and uh, these people don't have any inheritance in the in, uh, the kingdom of God and of Christ. Let no one deceive you with empty words. Man, again, the word of God don't play here. This is no plaything. thing. And uh, again... This is not legalistic legalistic righteousness. This is following the lead, and the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into this truth. The Holy Spirit will lead and guide you on the right path here, and show you if you're open to the Holy Spirit's leading and guiding. He'll show you where you're screwing up in this area. You know. Again, this is a heart condition. You follow me. I, I know you're following me here. Again, I don't see any of those. Because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be part to partners with them. Again, don't partner up with the disobedient. And that doesn't mean we don't reach out to the disobedient. It doesn't mean we don't reach out to the sinner. But don't partner up with him in his sin. Thinking that grace is a license to partner up. Lord, I'm trying to reach that guy at the brothel where all the where all the, the where all the uh, the hookers are so I'm going to go join that guy in his in going to get a prostitute I'm going to join him I'm going to join him in his prostitution to try and win him and the prostitute to Christ after I get done sleeping with her <laughs> that's what God's talking about here don't be an idiot come on come on you, you can't we can't be that dumb <laughs> you know I'm going to I'm, <laughs> I'm going to become a sinner to save the sinner uh I shouldn't have to explain this, but again, (laughs) it is what it is. Anyway, you follow what I'm saying. You guys are smart. You have common sense. Amen. Uh, For you were once, verse 8, for you were once in darkness, but now you are the light. You are light in the Lord. Gosh, listen to this. But we were once dark. But we were once. I like the way he puts this. Watch this. We were once darkness, but you are now the light of the Lord. He didn't say we were once in darkness and are now the light in the Lord. He says, oh he says light in the Lord He doesn't say we were once in darkness he says we were once darkness itself but now you are the light in the Lord the Lord's the light on the inside of the Lord is his people gosh isn't that awesome you're part of that light and we're not darkness anymore we've abandoned that and you are the light inside of Christ gosh That's it. again you get these things in here you go how can this be it's written it is continue on live as children of light for the fruit of the light consists of all goodness righteousness and truth what a beautiful again live as children live look that. you are a child of light isn't that amazing you were once darkness but now you're a child of light that's what jesus did for you he took out, he took your darkness upon himself and all that light he turned you into. You have been made his righteousness while he was made our sin. That's what all this is about here. We exchange our darkness, which we were, with Christ, with the light inside of Christ, which he, which he the righteousness. We've, we've traded our righteousness, our unrighteousness, our darkness for his righteousness. Be made the very righteousness of God, another passage says. Christ did so much for us on the cross. so much what amazing salvation this is amen live as children of light for the fruit of the light here's the fruit of the light it consists of all goodness righteousness and truth the fruit of the light in christ of christ is all goodness all goodness isn't that beautiful everything good comes from christ all goodness comes from christ It says it right there, all goodness. The fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. What an amazing kingdom we're a part of. Does this blow your mind? It blows my mind. How can he take me who was darkness and make me light? How can you take darkness and make it light? The crucifixion of Jesus Christ. That's how you do it. I was crucified in Christ and no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Galatians 2.20, my friend Mark's favorite verse. I've been crucified with Christ. I was on the cross with Christ, and I no longer live. I died with Christ on the cross. I say I'm crucified, and I no longer live. But Christ lives in me. The life I live in this body, I live by deep faith and faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself up for me. We were with Him on the cross, and that's how we were made the light of Christ. That's how we exchanged our darkness when we died with Him. He took our darkness and gave us His light right there on the cross. Isn't that amazing? Is your mind blown yet? What this how much this salvation is? What it is? How much? How great this is? What God did for us, so much more than just dealing with sin. He dealt with our hearts. He dealt with the whole package of darkness. Man. The fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. What a list. All goodness, righteousness, and truth we're a part of now because of the cross. That's why you can't be saved any other way through Christ. It's only going through that process of dying with him on the cross can you have eternal life. You have to die with him to be raised with him. You have to die with him. And he has to take your darkness. Everybody in the world is darkness. Let's go back here. You were once darkness. For you were once darkness. Everybody in the world outside of Christ is still darkness. And so they have to become into Christ, receive his crucifixion by faith, You know, I've been crucified Christ in no oil, but Christ lives in me. They receive the crucifixion. When they receive Christ, his crucifixion becomes their crucifixion. His light becomes their light. Their darkness becomes his darkness. And he does away with it because he was sin free. But outside of Christ, you were once darkness. Outside of Christ, all that remain outside of Christ are darkness. They are not in darkness. They are darkness. It's all-consuming. Outside of Christ is only darkness. There is no light outside of the life of Christ. No light at all. None. We're talking eternal light here. You follow what I'm saying? Eternal light. Light that saves. There is no light outside of Christ. Only darkness. The people of the world aren't in that darkness. They are that darkness. I love that. You were once darkness. Wow. That's why, again, you cannot be saved outside. of It's one world religion. Nonsense drives me out of my mind. Leading, talking about leading a bunch of people. Telling a bunch of people, oh, you can be saved outside of Christ. We all believe in the same God with different names. Those people, they're leading those people straight to hell. That's where those people are going to go because no one told them the truth. The Pope and whoever else is leading this, leading like the, the Pied Piper, leading all the kids, playing the song, playing the sweet beautiful music. Oh, we're all one. God loves us all. God is love, he don't send nobody to hell, blah, blah, blah bunch of lying nonsense all those people who mean well, who want to be saved, who want to be one, who want to, who want God, a lot of those people, very very sincere people, they want the truth but they're being lied to and led down into the darkness, right into the pits of hell, by liars by people themselves that are See, the best lie, the best deceivers are the ones deceive themselves man, this verse I love this you were once darkness. That, that, that settles it. Outside of Christ, darkness. Whew, sorry about the diatribe, but this, this grieves me because so many people are following this nonsense. The Abraham thing. We're all children of Abraham. And the Jews, the Muslims, and the Christians are all children of Abraham. But only the Christians have figured out who Jesus is. There are some Messianic Jews and some Muslims who have received Christ supernaturally, been revealed to them by people putting this thing. But the Jews and the the Jews and the Muslims outside of Christ have to come into Christ. So, Amen. This just this the the power of this hit me so hard. Okay, and find out oh, here it is, first um, ten, and find out what pleases the Lord. Find out what pleases him. You know, the number one thing that pleases him, at least for me, is relationship. He wants to fellowship with me every day. I talk to him going down the road. I'm so blessed to be a truck driver alone and a truck by myself. Because I have fellowship with him. I talk to God all the time. He loves you. He wants you more than you want him. I'm not saying anything bad about you. He wants me more than I want him. He desires you, has this perfect desire, such a powerful desire. He gave his son on a cross for you. That's how much he desires you. And what pleases him. What's the only thing that pleases him? Faith. So get more faith. Again, I'll say it again. Get in the word. Get more faith. That's what we're doing here. We're doing word. We're doing faith. Man, find out what pleases God. Isn't that beautiful? Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. And that's why I say what I say about this one world church nonsense outside of Christ. Yeah, there's going to be one world church when Jesus comes back and his second coming and establishes his reign on earth and all of the darkness will be driven out for a thousand years and then the new heavens and the new earth. That's when we get the one world religion under Christ. That's the one world religion coming. At the end of the tribulation when Jesus comes back on a horse and destroys all his enemies and goes to exalted Jerusalem and reigns and rules there for a thousand years. That's the beginning of peace on earth, goodwill towards men. That's the beginning of a one world religion. Jesus as the head of the one world religion. Him, the one world religion. There you go. Amen. Um, let's see. Final, peace, Lord. Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds, I'd rather expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. It is shameful to mention what they do in secret. I I, I don't even have to explain that. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. Isn't that beautiful? Everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For it is light that makes everything visible. That's why it said, Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and let Christ shine on you. We're going to end there. This is probably gonna go two or three times. There, we only made it to verse 14. I diatribed out on you guys when this whole "you were once darkness, but now you're that you are now light in Lord Lord." Again, just to my mind just went pop. So, again, wake up, O oh sleeper! Rise from the dead and let Christ shine on you. Ain't it beautiful? We're so, we're so blessed. We're so blessed to have his word. We're so blessed. I'm so blessed to be able to share these things with you. Not because I'm anything, but because the word is everything. That's why all I want to do is the word. That's why all I come to you with is the word of God. I, do, I diatribe. I talk about all these things just to make, just to explain and to break it down and make it more understandable. But, But the power is not my speech. The power is this word. That's how you wake up. Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead and let Christ shine on you. How do you wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead and let Christ shine on you? You get this inside your heart. That's how you do it. It's the word of God that saves. It's the word of God that leads you into all truth. Through the Holy Spirit, the word of God. He says he brings all things to remembrance. He brings this word to remembrance. Love you, love you, can't get enough of you. I know i 'm a crazy person. I hope that, I hope this is ministering to some of you at least. I know I go off on sideways trails and all this stuff, but this stuff is so beautiful. We have to talk about this. Have to break it down when you see you were once darkness. you have to talk. what does that mean? We were once darkness. We were not once in darkness. we were once darkness. Wow, so again I, I hope you enjoy it. Be blessed. Love you, love you, can't get enough of you.
1: And we'll talk
0: to you Sunday or Monday. Just pray for me that Saturday night drive won't be so tiring, I won't we'll be able to do this. Because I love doing this. I want to get this out. But again, have to do what we have to do. So um, it's a lot of time Sunday. I'm just resting after driving all night. My first night back, it just wipes me out. So you can pray for me for more strength on Saturday. Love you, love you, can't get enough of you. Appreciate you. Have a blessed, have a blessed weekend. Amen. Woo!